It's the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. Welcome back. This is the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. And now I am joined by Chicago radio legend, Man Cow, uh, who had uh, listed the top 10 radio shows in America for well over a decade. Once the highest rated segment on Fox News Channel in the mornings for many years, uh, also did a number of, of uh, several Fox TV specials. A man who regularly beat Howard Stern in the ratings uh, and who's uh, taught me more about radio uh, than you can possibly imagine. Uh, my good friend Man Cow joins the Roger Stone Show now. Roger, God bless you. It's great. To, and I was on WABC for years. I, I was on that station. So I have many happy memories and it feels good to uh, and comfortable to be here with you. So anyway, howdy do. And, and um, what do you want to talk about? Uh, first thing I want to talk about, uh, I guess, is this uh, visit uh, to San Francisco uh, by uh, the Chinese uh, leader Xi Jinping. Uh, it's just hard for me to believe that uh, all of the captains of industry, Larry Fink of BlackRock, Tim Cook of Apple, uh, 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 Steve Schwartzman of the Blackstone Group, uh, and yeah. on and on and on. These people are paying $40,000 to dine with the man who shipped us uh, the Wuhan virus and is responsible for the death and illness of thousands and thousands and thousands of Americans. Uh, I don't get this. I'm just don't, not getting it. Well, you know, uh, Roger, get it. And the trend is not our friend. And, my, you know, my, people keep saying, oh, the pendulum is going to swing back and all of this. Look, you need to wake up and people need to wake up. To the, and I lived in San Francisco for many years, uh, blocked off the Bay Bridge as a political statement against Bill Clinton. Uh, it was the biggest story on earth for a day. But, uh, look, I know the system there. They are full-on communists. Biden is now telling everyone uh, in his uh, senile old coot mode that Newsom is our next president. And this was simply China looking at their new uh, their new colony, their new territory. So it's it's already over. We're already owned by China. And I guess you should see, you know, I, I heard the uh, Darth Vader march when I saw the people that were there. That's what's in my head. Dun, 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 dun. And, and I think you'd be smart to put your money in all of those companies because those are the ones china's going to back this was kissing of the ring that's their real god that's their real leader and he was there in san francisco and and no american flags only you know the communist flag and i've been to china several times too and believe me do you, do you know do you want to know something uh, roger i have never experienced hatred and i've experienced it all over the world for american black people african-americans like I like I felt in in China, they, and I'm not black, but but you know they don't they didn't mind me. They were nice to me, but they they did let it be known. And uh, you know we have a problem here and, and in other cities with African Americans punching the Chinese. I don't know where that comes from. Very bizarre to me. Sorry, I'm I'm going off on a tangent here, but um, I, it, it makes me laugh that LeBron James and these guys love China so much because they're getting a paycheck right now. They will be the first ones in the camps when our Chinese masters fully seize control. Yeah, it's amazing to me. I mean, while Biden and Xi do put out a joint communique on their alleged efforts 
to uh, stem the flow of illegal fentanyl into the United States. This is a multi-billionaire, a billion-dollar business for China. Pardon me if I just don't believe them. But uh, did they even discuss uh, the weaponization uh, of the Wuhan virus and uh, shipping it to this country? Did they discuss the uh, the uh, manipulation of our currency? Did they discuss uh, the theft of our intellectual property? Uh, did they discuss the harassment of U.S. flagged vehicle, uh, uh, vessels on the sea? That would never have yep. happened under Ronald Reagan. Uh, did they discuss the fact that the Chinese are systematically buying up America right from out under us? It's not just farmland and ranch land. Uh, it's bridges, uh, tolls, ports, uh, airports. Uh, so uh, I don't believe them when they say they're going to get together and stem the tide of fentanyl. Sorry, I, I'm just I'm not I'm not buying it uh, because it, it's too lucrative. Uh, but to see this guy get a standing ovation uh, and then Joe Biden, which is very typical, within 24 hours, he screws it up worse. It wasn't that he that he confirmed that Xi is a dictator. He is, in fact, a dictator. Uh, Biden was right when he said that. But then Biden insults him by saying the guy didn't even know about this uh, weather balloon traversing the United States. He was he was completely unaware of it. I mean, the statement put out yeah. by the Chinese were blistering. Uh, yeah. Insulting. They said it was insulting. It was politically uh, provocative. Uh, I guess yeah. uh, in one way, when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says that he, he doesn't think that we pose any military threat from the Chinese, the only reason he could be right, I think he's wrong, but I think the only reason he could be right is they may not have to fire a shot. Yeah. They, they are so embedded in every aspect uh, of our of our uh, society uh, into business into act academia certainly infiltrated into the government I want to know more about those payments uh, to uh, Joe Biden uh, that have been detailed by the House Oversight Committee uh, I, I think uh, you know we're going to wake up one morning and they will be in control I, I, Roger do you, do you realize you just did about 20 other WABC shows in about five minutes. You've covered a lot of ground. Uh, look, the, the university near me, it's cost over $100,000 unless you're Chinese. It looks like little China. It's called Northwestern. It's where uh, Charlton Heston went and other greats. Great, great university. Uh, look, the universities, we know what they're turning out. Uh, we know that their Bible is not our Bible. Their Bible is Sun Tzu's The Art of War. They talk about getting people fighting. You get your enemies fighting, so you weaken them. That's what they're doing with us everywhere, including Ukraine. Uh, the Chinese are, are this, this is all their playbook. And if you read their playbook, you can see what they're doing. And by the way, we plan every four years an election, the pageantry, the fakeness of it all, the, the kabuki uh, show. They plan for hundreds of years in advance. And their plans are you and me dead, our guns confiscated, and this is going to be their farmland. Uh, so, look, it's, it's already begun. We've been sold out by our, our media the TikTok videos have turned our kids into good little communists. The TikTok videos have uh, have got them rooting for Hamas on the college campuses. My my daughter is in Madison, Wisconsin, great college, go Badgers, and her Jewish roommate was terrified by uh, these these protesters screaming for the death of of Jewish folks. I mean, uh, 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 this is from China. 
this is, you know, where are they getting this? China. And uh, Trump was right. China, China, China. I have about 100 questions for you, man. All right. Fire away. Okay. Well, look, you're uh, you're the, the greatest on earth with campaigns. Uh, I flirted. It's a long story, and it's it's a it's a, it's a book uh, how I got pushed out. But you know, all all polls showed that I would win as governor in uh, in in Illinois recently. And I, I wonder if someone came to you, you're my friend. If someone came to you and they were willing to pay you, would you set about destroying me? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm uh, I'm at the point in my life where I would only help candidates I like uh, or work against candidates I don't like. There was a day uh, when when economically, when I was much much younger, I had to take whatever business came in the door to the extent possible. Uh, I yeah. never I never supported anybody who was anti-Western uh, or anti-American, uh, but. I, I was one of those who urged you to to look hard at running for governor yeah. of Illinois as an independent. You briefly got in the race, but I think you found that the system is so stacked against independents. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is about to find this out the hard way. Just mm-hmm. getting your name on the ballot. Uh, it, that's a 21, nationally, that's a $21 million endeavor. It, it's arcane. Uh, it's difficult. It's labor intensive. You don't just walk into the registrar of voters and sign a oh, form and give them three hundred bucks. That's not how it works. So you have to file uh, uh, petitions of voters uh, with very specificity. So you have to have, for example, in some states, twenty percent of the people who voted in the last presidential election, but uh, but at least uh, you know you have to have a number of them in at least. A majority of the congressional districts in the state have to have a minimum in each district. This is this is because the election uh, ballot access laws are written by Republicans and Democrats working together to make it as difficult as humanly possible uh, for either uh, inner party competition or uh, a part or or, part, or a challenge to the yeah. two party system. And I think yeah. you found that in your race. Well, I, I, I found out that a lot of it is uh, it's just filthy and it's fixed. And I don't even believe it. And I don't believe in any of it anymore. And, and it's it's just it's 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 fake. It's it's a show for the American people. And when you hear Biden is telling people at that Chinese summit that Newsom is our next president, it uh, it says to me that it's scripted that way. And I wonder, Roger Stone, you know, you're the guy, man, you are. You're the you're Nostradamus of this stuff. There's nobody on Earth right now that's living that can predict these sorts of political things like you. It's like you have uh, that newspaper from Back to the Future. You know what's going to happen. But um, why the Nikki Haley push all of a sudden? Why 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 is she being pushed upon us? Uh, she is the new neocon stand bearer, standard bearer. She is. Uh, I talked about this earlier in the show. She she doesn't okay. think that anyone should be anonymous on the internet. So they want to be able to track everything you say. Uh, losing sight of the fact that that Hamilton, uh, uh, Jefferson, John Jay, Madison, uh, Thomas Paine, all of these founding fathers, these guys all wrote anonymously. Some of the most mm-hmm. important documents like the Federalist Papers. Uh, that, that But they want to be able to target you. So everybody who would be on the internet, we need to know your full legal name and where you live. 
Uh, first of all, I think it's unconstitutional. Secondarily, I think it's anti-democratic. And thirdly, I think it's actually dangerous. She says otherwise, it's a security risk. No, mm -hmm. no, I, 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 don't, I don't see it that way. Look, she is, she is uh, Dick Cheney uh, in heels. I mean, I, I think Vivek Ramaswamy hit that one right out of the park. She never saw a foreign war she didn't like. Uh, she's gotten a huge influx of financing now for her campaign uh, because uh, she's she is emerging as the as the never Trump candidate as the war at any cost candidate. I, I oh. think I think it's a loser within the, the within the Trump dominated Republican Party. We are we're not isolationists. But what we are, what we have in the Republican Party today is a non-interventionist majority. And I think to a certain extent this even applies to the situation in the Middle East. We are $13 trillion in debt. Israel has a $3 billion surplus. We give Israel an enormous amount of money in military yeah. aid every year. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. It's hard for me to understand what else, other than our moral support and our diplomatic support, that they need. I'm for Israel in this conflict. Don't make any mistake uh, about yeah. it. But at the same time, just reading this just now, Joe Biden is on both sides of the conflict. He, he is loosening up another hundred billion, a hundred billion uh, wow. for, for uh, Iran. I just read this in the Wall Street Journal seconds ago. So uh, how can you be on both sides of the war and expect to ever get peace? And it seems to me that the naivete here is that they seem to think you can trust or negotiate with people who you can't trust. We, loos we loosened up $6 billion. We unfroze $6 billion worth of assets before uh, based on a promise that that wouldn't be that that would be used for humanitarian aid. Almost immediately, Hamas uh, attacked Israel. Uh, yeah. Now, now we're going to give them another hundred billion. What do we think they're going to do with that money? Yeah. Well, I, I I think we know. I think we know. And um, yeah, and and our tax dollars at work. Our tax dollars at work. Do you know what the number one thing? This is from probably. Uh, one of my great sources on Earth. Do you know what the number one thing left at the border is, Roger, between here and Mexico? The number one thing left at the border? Shoot. Uh, you, you, you want to do it now or you want to wait? Because no, it's a blockbuster. Uh, well, we can, do, we, can, uh, we can hold it to the end of the... Let, let's let people think about that, and we'll come back to it at the very end. Well, I, I, I want people to think, because they will not believe it. And, and make sure we answer, because it will... Your 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 jaw is going to hit the radio console there, Mr. Stone. Uh, it's it's something else, but it, it feeds into what you're talking about. It is what you're talking about, uh, uh, and ah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. Well, no, it's but, just, but, I just don't know how much time we have. No, no, we we've got plenty of time. Speaking of that, uh, in our very first segment today, I did promise you that later in the show I would uh, reveal to you. Uh, Richard Nixon's secret recipe for the perfect uh, martini. Uh, and, uh, uh, and now we finally have time to get to it. Uh, Mancow and I have made and enjoyed this martini, so it's the perfect place to do it. Uh, and it's very simple. You, you take a jar of olives, you drain the juice, you fill it with water, you shake it up, 
you drain the the water, you fill it with dry, not sweet, but dry vermouth, you put it in the refrigerator to chill. You've already taken two martini glasses, you've splashed with water, you put them in the freezer to chill. Uh, now you take your cocktail shaker, which could be a silver or aluminum, uh, and you fill it with a combination of cubed ice uh, and cracked ice, uh, and you uh, cover that with, uh, uh, with uh, in my case, a vodka. Uh, the gin purists argue you should never shake gin in a uh, in a shaker with ice because it bruises the gin. Uh, they argue you need to use a pitcher uh, and a stirrer, and that's the way you make a gin martini. I don't drink gin, so I couldn't say. But uh, in this case, well, Nixon liked uh, vodka martini, so we'll go with it. You cover the ice uh, with, uh, with vodka, and now you shake extraordinarily uh, vigorously. I mean, so vigorously that if the cold of the shaker is not kind of burning your hand, you haven't done it enough. Uh, and now you remove your chilled glass from the refrigerator. You Pour in uh, your uh, martini concoction, uh, sands the ice. But if there are not tiny shards of ice on the surface of the martini, well, Nixon would say that you screwed it up. Now you go to the uh, jar of olives uh, where you have marinated them in vermouth and you drop in one or two olives. There it is, promised uh, earlier, that is the wow. silver bullet. Uh, that is the greatest martini you will ever have. And when I told President Nixon, wow, this is a great martini, he said, yeah, I got the recipe from Winston Churchill. Wow. Wow. And, and I remember once we drank that and I toasted your back where you have a, a portrait of, of Richard Nixon. Yeah, I've been thinking, man, I'm going to be honest with you, I've been thinking seriously about adding Reagan, Goldwater, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, Trump for kind of a Mount Rushmore effect. Yeah, uh, but hey, if I was, if I if I do that, I'm going to need several of those martinis because yeah. believe me, it will hurt like hell. Rock Roger, if there was a Mount Rushmore of a holes of jerks, what's what's the first uh, face you would put on there? The Mount Rushmore of jerks. Oh, uh, I guess that would uh, be uh, the aforementioned Howard Stern. That's where I'd put him. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you said, uh, just to make, he never, ever beat me. And there's a Vice, two-hour Vice TV special, Dark Side of the 90s, and you will see how much I destroyed him. And uh, that's the facts. Now, now, quickly, uh, bourbon, half and half, vanilla extract, confectioner's sugar, mixed together. It sits overnight. Okay, bourbon, half and half, vanilla extract, confectioner's sugar. You, you mix it together, you put it in the fridge. This will be the drink that greets the Muller guests here at Muller Manor, the museum that I live in, very much like the Adams family. And then a freshly ground uh, nutmeg on top of that. That was Ethel Barrymore, you know, the Barrymore family, a uh, family of famous Hollywood drunks. That was their uh, Thanksgiving drink, and we've taken that from, uh, from them. So that's our drink. Great, great tradition. So, but uh, I think it's important to cover this. So Mankower is no longer a mainstay of uh, Chicago Morning Radio, where he was the gold standard. 
Uh, and you left, uh, as you told it to me, because you refused to be censored. You refused to stop yep. talking about your belief in Christ. You refused yep. to stop talking about your love for this country. You refused to stop talking about your admiration for Donald Trump. Uh, and you basically refused to, to be dictated to about free expression. Well, it, it, yes, yes and, and no. But, but, but basically... Uh, I don't think people have any idea what we go through and how impossible it is. I mean, just today, what we've talked about, you've got people furious, you know, whatever. We call the pizza place the Mecca of pizza. Well, that's offensive to Muslims. Manhole cover is is offensive to the feminists. Uh, I said ventriloquist dummy. That was uh, offensive to the people that do the art of ventriloquism. Look, I'm not a Bible banger. I'm a believer. And I would mention that I went to church. They didn't like that. They didn't like that I questioned the, uh, the the clot shots, and they didn't like that I questioned the election. By the way, I'm, I'm not an election denier. I just think there was irregularities there. But, um, you know, not to even be able to question these things on talk radio, uh, this shows you where we're going. And uh, it's it's it, look, look, I, 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 I couldn't take it anymore. Stone rule number two is you can't win if you don't get in the game. And I I I understand what you're saying, and I know you want me to jump back into it, Roger. But I'm, I'm more like uh, John Galt at this point and the Ayn Rand novel. I, I just I don't want to be part of this culture. I don't know if you saw the Marvels, another another huge Disney Marvel movie that's a complete flop. Uh, people are, you know, this this culture holds nothing for me. Uh, I, I, I saw a great TV show on Netflix called The Killers or The Killer. I think you should check that out. It's a it's a Fincher movie. You would love that movie, The Killer. And then there's a great movie. Finally, it's you know, they're so rare now for adults, but the holdouts at the theater, Roger, you might like it. And, and I have another, I, can I ask you a question? Sure. You're always dressed like a gazillion dollars. You're, you're known around the galaxy as one of the great dressers on this planet. Maybe the greatest dresser there is. Um, is it Tom Wolf? Is he the great dresser, the author? Uh, I would actually argue not. Tom Wolf, I think, uh, crossed the Rubicon into costume. In other okay. words, so, uh, the, the, you don't ever want to be viewed as view, as wearing a costume. Now, uh, I had a great opportunity to meet Tom Wolf. We talked extensively about tailoring, but his detachable starch high collar, uh, you know, for, <laughs> that's Victorian. That's that's that lopes into uh, into costume. Yeah, uh, it, look, it worked. It worked for him, but uh, I don't think it would it would work for me. I'll tell you but what's Roger, getting harder and Roger. harder and harder. And that is every New Year's Day, I produce my, uh, my, this will be my 15th annual international best and worst dressed men's and women's list. This is getting harder and harder and harder. It's hard. It's easy to find people who dress like bums. That's easy. Uh, he He will lead the pack to say the least. And you can always find, say, Larry Kudlow, who's right here on WABC, uh, or Greg Kelly, also here at WABC. Ironic. Two of the very best-dressed men in the country, perhaps in the world, right here on 77 WABC. But beyond that, it gets really, really difficult uh, to compile this list because people don't care. Gentlemen, particularly, don't care. I mean, the rule here is very simple. Dress appropriately for the activity in which you are about to engage. If you're going to the gym, then dress in gym clothes. If you're going to a dinner in a nice restaurant, wear a jacket and tie. Uh, I wear a suit and tie to church. I'm like the only person who does. There's a few others. 
other than the pastor himself, uh, but very few do. Now, maybe because it's just because it's Florida, I don't know. Uh, but I, I think look good, feel good. You have to dress the part. Uh, if all the world is a stage, well then, I guess in a certain sense, you should be in the proper costume in that sense. Roger, so, but you didn't, you didn't hear my question. Well, I heard it, but like a politician, I ignored it. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, you didn't. You, where I was going with this is, I can, I can't imagine you because you're always dressed. By the way, it's a shame that three of the, the best dressed people in America are on radio. <laughs> it kind of kind of loses it. But um, uh, do you ever eat fast food? I can't see Roger Stone. You know, as dapper as you are, uh, sitting at a Taco Bell, do you eat? Can, is that something you would do? No, I've I've not been in a McDonald's in uh, twenty five years, probably longer. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, that's probably uh, why you're you're still alive. Uh, yeah, I you're mean, still, ta- you're still ta- healthy. Taco Bell, just uh, no, I'm not. Uh, it's all salt is the real problem. Salt's not so, good for so you. So, Russia wants to ban America's LGBTQ, whatever. I don't know the letters now, but whatever the the, the movement. Um, and, and at the same time here in America, asexuals want to be part of the flag. So people that have no interest in sex want to be part of the LGBTQ community, which to me is, is insanity. It's like the, you know, the, the gay folks out marching for the Palestinians that want them dead or, you know, cows out marching for Sizzler Steakhouse or, you know, something like that. Chris Christie for salads. It just is madness. Um, a- asexuals. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, Roger, other than I, I, that's there's something else I can't understand. I can't uh, understand. Well, well, look, when the when the when the next uh, 007 movie has uh, has James Bond or 007 uh, and he's not an Englishman, where are we going with this? Yeah. Hey, hey, I have a story. I have a story. I'm part of the Ian Fleming Society. I will be uh, breaking bread in Monaco in about a week with uh, Christian Moore, Roger Moore's uh, son. And I knew Roger Moore, and he's got something special for me. I don't know what it is for Christmas that used to belong to my favorite James Bond. He wasn't the best, but he was my favorite because that's who I grew up with, Roger Moore. But um, I spoke with an ambassador, and uh, this is my hand on the Bible. And he was in charge of media and worked with the Queen from the palace. Very long story, but quickly, he heard the queen call the Broccoli family and and say, please, please don't make it an African-American woman. And that's what was going to happen after Daniel Craig. That woman that was, that's in those movies was going to be the next James Bond, a, a, a black woman. And the queen argued, please, this is, you know, a treasure to us. This is, you know, this is important to us. This is our image. And, and it's a, you know, it's an Englishman. I don't think color matters, but, you know, it, it's not. James Bond certainly isn't a woman, uh, but this is the madness. And then Linda Carter, uh, Wonder Woman, was saying, I think a man would make a great Wonder Woman. I mean, we, we are, man, we're circling the drain. This is this is madness. Britney Spears' book is the number one book on Earth. I mean, wow. Um, hey, and Larry Elder's got a good book out. I wanted to mention that. My friend Larry Elder has a, has a good book out. I know you like Larry. Uh, RFK, uh, no comment, Roger. He's he said nothing about the Middle East. People can't get him to talk, from what I what I understand. Why? Why? why and, and Obama, of course, uh, on the side of uh, I think Islam, as always. But because um, to me, that's look, I spent personal time with Obama. To me, in my opinion, 
that's his background. And I think a lot of Jewish folks are waking up to Obama was not their friend. But um, I don't know. what. Have you heard anything about RFK unwilling to say anything about what happened in Israel? I haven't seen anything from him. I, I mentioned earlier in the show that his insistence that that China is not a military threat to the United States is something I yeah. strong, strongly, strongly disagree with. I, I really think he is uh, being naive. Madness. Uh, be, being naive. Uh, now, you are uh, uh, probably the world's number one rock and roll fan. Uh, yep. you, you are uh, a great aficionado of the Moody Blues. Uh, yep. you've, been, you've been trying to get me to open their, my mind to them, which I haven't ruled out. Uh, you know, I learned from, I ruled from, learned from Lee Atwater many, many years ago. I only liked uh, traditional R&B. I listened almost exclusively to Wilson Pickett and James Brown and O.V. Wright and Solomon Burke and, uh, and Sam Cooke. I mean, that was my genre. Uh, and I wasn't open to anything else. I, I thought everything else was terrible. Uh, I thought Elvis was good, but that's because Elvis was a white guy singing, you know, black music, yeah. uh, gospel music, and and, yeah. uh, and so on. The Beatles, uh, pardon me, the Stones, you know, they covered all, mostly R&B songs that were originally made by black artists, so I kind of yeah. liked them. Over time, I began to realize how wrong I was and that all forms of music uh, are worth listening to, all forms. Uh, where is contemporary music going today, particularly rock and roll? Where are we going today? Well, uh, look, I, I just got the Smashing Pumpkins and Van Halen together to play a couple of songs. Uh, it, it, my friend Billy, that's a long story, but but just incredible stuff is going on. Uh, but, you know, these stadium fillers, the rock and rollers, they're dying out. So you got to go see them when you can. I am going to be with the Moody Blues and Monaco coming up uh, for 10 days. I love those guys. I helped get them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And if you haven't listened to the Moody Blues, Days of Future Past, or Question of Balance, it's the way to go. Uh, I'm, I'm friendly with Smokey Robinson. We went to the Derby together. To me, he is a god, small g. I can't imagine, I, I, I can't conceive of what has happened to that Motown sound. What it has become. So offensive, so sexist, so racist, so violent in many cases. It's unbelievable. With that Motown era what was, I think, the best music that America's ever produced. So you're right. And yes, the Stones came to Chicago, and they had one goal. They came to America and then Chicago. But their number one goal was to meet Muddy Waters. And they couldn't find him, and he was painting the ceiling of uh, the studio here in, in Chicago to make extra money. Uh, that's how broke he was. So, yeah, no, these guys... These guys uh, took a lot of blues out of Chicago, the Stones, and and got rich and and but they have they, you know they have a great love for the music as well. Solomon Burke, wow, where'd you pull that one out? What a great one! Uh, uh, so much great music. Everybody loves some needs somebody to love. All right, man, Cal. Unfortunately, what? we are out of time. I want to thank you for Wait, joining I us today on the Roger Stone Show here at seventy-seven WABC. This is the Roger Stone Show on seventy-seven WABC.